Good morning, everybody. Today is the 21st day of Kislev, which corresponds to Thursday, December 15th, 2012. We are on day number three of our journey together, reflecting on the work of the Tanya, of the primary work of the Chabad Hasidic world, the Chabad philosophy. We're still in the introduction, we're still in the compilers forward, and today I really want to focus on one topic that we began yesterday, and the topic is the question of a written document versus an oral document. The lessons in Tanya, which I've been using as my jumping off text, poses the following statement. The Alter Rebbe states that the Tanya is addressed to his Hasidim, to his followers, with whom he has a long-standing relationship and whose specific needs for guidance are known to him from their personal audiences with him. So yesterday we talked about how he lamented, or partially lamented, the idea that he was writing this book to begin with, given that the written word is often misinterpreted, and the best way to affect spiritual growth is through working with somebody one-on-one. Now, as a chaplain, as a spiritual coach, I've seen this firsthand that there is something unique and effective about that encounter with another, as opposed to a blog post, a letter, a text, though those as well have value. The difference is that in the written word, we can't tell what the writer is putting into those words. How many of us have ever looked at a text message that somebody sent and said, wow, that sounds angry when the person meant not to be angry, or didn't understand that there was something deeper in the emotions. Thankfully, today, of course, we have emojis that can tell us some of those things. But when we think about the written word, we know that it's a limiting factor. It takes our emotions, our thoughts, and places them into a single solitary word. And yet, for the Alter Rebbe, yet for Tanya, yet for anybody who writes, again, we know that there's a certain desire to share a message through any medium necessary. And the Lessons in Tanya goes on to say a few lines later, before we get into the actual text itself, which I think is very telling, it quotes from the fifth Chabad Rebbe, the Rebbe Rashab, Shlomo Dov. Bear Schneerson, who says to study the Tanya is to converse with the Alter Rebbe, is to converse with the author. And when we think about a book, any book, any safer, any written word, that is really what's going on. It is a conversation. We usually don't think of it as such. We usually think of it as a one-way monologue where the author is speaking to us, but we really are engaging with the author in the way that we read it, those of us who take a book and really chew on it are really having that conversation. Whether the author is here to then send a letter to and question, or whether the author is deceased, in which case we are asking ourselves, okay, what are you telling us? So when we go through the section today, we're going to see, or we do see, that he lays this whole idea out a little bit more in depth. The idea of why he's writing this book, and he said, I'm writing it as a way, or I'm really compiling it from what I've already written to all of you, as a way of 
making sure that the answers to the questions that have already been posed to me by my followers are preserved for future generations and are preserved for my followers today who can't come visit with me, who can't have an audience with me, or who I can't give that time to. There's a line in here where he even talks about how some of these teachings, I'm reading in the English, some of these teachings the wise will find alluded to in the sacred letters of our teachers in the Holy Land. He had correspondence with some of his uh, disciples or his mentors who were living in Eretz Yisrael, in the land of Israel. Some of them I heard from their saintly mouth when they were here with us. I've spoken to them. But all of them are answers to many questions posed continually by the, by the followers which he uses this word very often, Anshe Shlomenu, the complete ones of our country seeking advice. It's like a spiritual responsa. It's like a spiritual text that's a letter answering a question. The reason I raise that is we spoke about yesterday the distinction between revealed writing and sort of the hidden writing, hidden text of the Torah. And Many of us who have studied over the years have realized that much of our literature in terms of legal decision-making, or even our literature in spiritual letter-writing, have been compilations post-facto from these rabbis who have written them for an individual, and many of those letters were never intended in their original form to be disseminated across the board, but disseminated to the one. And while the Alter Rebbe's book and while other works have come together to suggest that the possibility is there, that their writing, that their writings will now be available to others, I think we can still see their hesitancy. And clearly in this forward, that's what we've been focused on these last two days, is there is a hesitancy in putting this down. But he goes on, and he suggests that there's a way around this hesitancy of his to an extent. And this is really the call to his followers. A call that I actually think, well, or we all can believe, has been heeded by Chabad specifically, but I think one that we actually have to pay attention to as well. And one that I believe clearly is informing my own thoughts as well, in that if somebody's troubled by this work, if somebody's troubled and challenged to understand this, let them seek out a person with whom to speak. He is telling his followers, you may very well not just be a follower, but you may be the teacher, you may be the disseminator of this material you may ultimately be the one who has to crunch on this, these words and share them with those who are seeking spiritual growth. So why do I highlight those two points? I think in his forward, and I might have be repeating myself a little, but I believe that in his forward, what he's laying out for us as we are going to go through this book is, number one, 
don't be surprised if you do come away with a slightly more limited understanding of the ideas that are presented in front of you. Number two, don't be afraid to ask. And number three, if you have a sense of what it is, don't be afraid to teach it. And by teaching it, it's not merely just reading through the book, but really crunching and grappling with the material at hand. So in summation, the first three days of our journey together so far have just laid out for us the rubric of the essence of this work is a compiled work of different spiritual ideas that he has culled from various sources from uh, before, whether it's the Zohar, the Maharal, the, the great works of Rav Yehuda Lo, uh, Yehuda Lo of Prague, the great 16th century rabbi who many people know much more from the legend of the golem of the um, clay clay developed animate being or forgive me for those who forgive me but the Frankenstein if you will um, and from other thinkers of the Tzfat Jewish community of the 16th century and other sources that we are not as familiar with. And he also is an introduction to the idea of how this book is supposed to be worked through as a dialogue between ourselves, the reader, who he captures in this language of being a follower of his in some respect, as we quoted before, and the writer the Alter Rebbe, who lived over 200 years ago, what is this conversation going to look like between us and him today? And so as we travel forward, I wish us much success as we're now going to get into the meat and potatoes of the book. Some very deep mystical ideas are going to come up, some very deep spiritual ideas are going to come up, which hopefully I'll, I'll be able to understand and then be able to share with all of you as well. Look forward to the next opportunity to share some thoughts and ideas with you. Have a wonderful day. Uh, have a spiritually enhanced day. And may we merit to have many more days together to go through this.